Hey, welcome back to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. I'm part-time podcaster, full-time magical girl, Matt, and this is the guy who didn't need to be told twice to get in the robot. It's Brad. I just like the pistons and stuff. (laughs) All right. Today is a special episode. It's always a special episode because you're listening to our podcast. Hey. (laughs) But it's especially special because it's... It's the it's our favorite it's our favorite kind of so it's Anna Misery cue the applause cue the fanfare cue everybody puking in the floor from just watching really terrible anime so today we will be talking about Maho Shoujo Sight or Magical Girl Sight a anime that is attempting to be a deconstruction of the magical girl genre. And it's and and just and just and just in quick 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 summary, it is just someone copied Puella Magi Madoka Magica, copied their homework, and just they just failed the test. They copied so awful. If it sounds familiar to anyone, then you will know it as a uh, by Kentaro Sato, the same author who did Magical Girl Apocalypse. Also extraordinarily edgy because I have read that as well. So is, uh, this is so you've read the manga. Is this show at all related to Apocalypse? I was told it was. I was told because I like I am a professional podcaster, and by professional <laughs> podcaster, I mean uh, I wear I wear very thick glasses. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I looked it up, and it said it was, and it said there was a tie-in, but I didn't see any characters from either series. And honestly, I don't know how it would tie in either way because there's i'm not gonna go in on magical girl apocalypse you want to read magical girl apocalypse you go read magical girl apocalypse this is not the magical girl apocalypse episode i'm saying it so much it sounds fun but this is not that episode but i didn't see any correlations but i didn't read all of magical girl apocalypse so you know there's that but this anime was done by studio doa who have done (laughs) nothing worth noting i'm sorry it's production doa i know you tried uh Directed by a Mr. Ho Matsubayashi Tadahito. Nice. Nice. You got nice. it. I got it. And uh the I, I'm I'm not gonna the genres are supposed to be horror, psychological, magical girl, drama. And there's a lot of horror. There's a lot of a lot of drama. There's a lot of psychological. That's a pathological duh. <laughs> so why don't you, Mr. Brad, why don't I give you the control of this Gurren Lagon that is our podcast and allow you to give us a summary of this show. Okay. Well, I won't get into the synopsis on my anime list, even though it is what drew us into watching this show. Uh, it is hilarious and a roller coaster to ride. If you want to be taken on a journey, I suggest you go read the my anime list synopsis for this show. But to not take credit from that, I'll tell you what the show is actually about in a nice and sensible way. So we have we have this main girl, Aya Asagiri, who is bullied at school on a daily basis. And for any uh for any uh unfortunate <laughs> souls out there, perhaps you and I included, perhaps not, who have been bullied in the past then you know, oh, that's terrible to get bullied. And not to be a gatekeeper or anything, but 
this girl gets bullied on a whole new level. Like, holy, holy shit. Her foot locker gets filled in with razor blades and tacks. She's dunked into a toilet for like four minutes at a time. And it, and if all this, and you think, oh, that's unfortunate. At least she has a good home life. Mm. Yeah, about that. So no. not only is she bullied at school, she's bullied at home by her academic brother to, quote-unquote, take out his stress from his studies. I mean, he got a 98, and Pops just decked him in the face like, a 98? Why this, it's, 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 it, yeah, continue, continue. I'm just here to interject fun little... So her older brother and her schoolmates just cause her the most miserable life, and she wishes for death on a daily basis, which relatable content. Oh, wow. <laughs> Craig, I'm going to need you to play a fun sound effect over that. <laughs> One night, though, she finds her laptop pops open and displays a website called Magical Girl Site with a creepypasta-looking character at the front. And as she clicks on Magical Girl Site, she is told that she will become a magical girl. And that on the next day, she will be given a tool or a straight-up a weapon. I forget if they called say a Called a sticky. Yeah. So at school, she opens up her locker to find a magical heart-shaped gun. <laughs> Stay with me now. So I, I am present in the audience, yes. So she... Continue. So she uses the magical gun, which instead of firing bullets, it fires puffs of heart-shaped smoke, which transports those who are shot by it to a location in Asagiri's mind. Uh, by effect, two of her four bullies are killed, and the other two bullies retaliate, bringing in our next main character, Tsuyuno Yatsumura, who is basically Dio. She has... She has a stick that causes her to stop time. Oh. So the two magical girls team up and try to uh, try to buddy up, uh, taking from Madoka Magica the Madoka and Mommy dynamic. I mean, I'm feeling a little bit more Madoka and uh, Hamura from certain actions, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So, these two magical girls are discovering other magical girls in hopes of defeating a magical hunter, a magical girl who's gone rogue and is killing other magical girls for their sticks. Sticky. So, in their, in their mission to find the magical hunter, they uh, discover a conspiracy from magical girl side called the Tempest, which is going to end the world and re reconstruct it new. Yeah, it's never explained what it does until the last minute. Yeah. But it looks like humanity's being turned to sperm. <laughs> which, I mean, isn't that just time travel? Yeah, it's all a cycle. Yeah, you, you come from sperm, you turn back, go back to sperm. Don't look too much into that. <laughs> so our group... Our main group grows and grows as they adopt new characters to be their friends, uh, like JoJo Part 4. Uh, and then the group grows and they start to fight the 
people running the Magical Girl site in order to stop the Tempest. And along, awesome. along the way are a lot of violence, borderline gore, like not showing guts or anything, but a lot of blood and bleeding from uh, orifices where blood should not appear. Yeah. And a lot of quote-unquote traumatic backstories. I mean, it's basically everybody's pre-installed with their own special, unique, miserable backstory. Some have, I mean, you really only get, like, out of the main cast, I think you only get, like, four. I mean, excluding the girl whose whose backstory you see because it literally happens to her over the course of the show. (laughs) This show is her backstory. But that's a solid synopsis. I give it a four out of five. I thought you were about to say four out of ten. (laughs) Yeah, you were about to be like, okay, fine. I quit. I'm done. I'm going home. Oh, wait. Uh, Yeah, that's a solid synopsis. I like that. I like that. So as a part of our Not Madoka Magica uh, colorful cast of characters, uh, who do we have? We have Aya Asagiri. Um, Asagiri Aya. I'm going to do that because I'm a weeb and I'm going to give the family name first. You fucking weeb. Okay, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. This is a Taku Melancholy podcast. Obviously, there's going to be some weeabooisms here. I'm going to really need you to sit back down. Oh, yeah, you're the otaku part, and I'm the melancholy part, so we gotta fight it out a little bit. Are you implying that I can't be, like, are you implying I can't be fucking sad? It's like a yin-yang thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. Let me get on with this. We got Asagiri Aya. We've got Yatsumura Tsuno. Anazao. Well, who's Dio? Basically, Dio. I'm gonna give brief summaries because. That's the kind of guy I am. We have Anazawa Nijimi, who is the obligatory idol for this show. She has some big old anger issues. <laughs> and she also has to replace her fake nails every episode at least twice because she keeps biting them off. Mm-hmm. We have Shizukume Serena, who is the bully, and she's got a wicked scar on her neck. Oh, uh, we've got Shioirina, who, despite having pink hair and big boobs, is not a character I'm really invested in at all. She's kind of crazy. A little we bit ha- crazy. She's crazy. But she's, she's hot. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into this. You don't disagree. I mean... I'm disagreeing in a way, but also, I, I'm just giving, stop, shh, shh, don't interrupt me. I got more to go. I've got like 500 more characters to go. We've got Ama, Amage Kosame. She's a little emo girl of, I'm to believe, Amazon subtitles, which we'll get into that later, maybe. Yeah. We have Asagiri Kaname, or Onisan, who... He's the bad guy. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And his face's fuel will be fueling the memes that you can find in our Discord server, which you should join. We have Izumi Gamine, Mikari, who I don't have much to say outside of she's the she's the rich girl with the curls. You know the type. 
Ringa Siyuki, whose name I completely forgot and completely forgot the existence of as well. She's the older, cool, collected senpai who uses a sword. A sword. A sword. We have Surenji Kiyoharu, who is a beautiful and beautiful woman and the best girl in the show. She's adorable. You can't fight me or argue me on this. Spoiler so alert. See- Spoiler alert. Crossdresser. Well, I'm not getting back into that. I've already had this discussion once. <laughs> Takiguchi Asahi, who, before we started the podcast, I, I looked at a picture of her and said, why is she why is she fueling me with determination to get this episode done? Yeah. And we also have a couple of other characters, but they're guys, so they don't matter. But um bump Got them. I mean, we're just going to call them detective and stalker, and they don't even matter that much. They they do nothing. Honestly, yeah. They're not. Well, they're not magic. Detective does something. Well, uh, detective, detective really just, he investigates every corner and crevice, <laughs> I'll tell you that. He sticks things where they belong or does, don't belong, though, so he's a loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules. Uh, I don't want to talk about that guy. Just looking at him makes me uncomfortable. I remember. Pretty I remember persona looking ass. Persona looking. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be really honest with you. When you first, when I first saw him, I I looked at his hair and I was just, you gotta. I was like, did they just not get done with your haircut? <laughs> it's like they were cutting one side of his hair, and he's like, that's it. That's all I need. If somebody came up to me with one side of their hair long and the other side short, I'd be like, bold. You can make decisions about your hairstyle without just. Letting other people do it for you, so you're obviously better than me. But this guy, he's wearing a suit and tie with this haircut. It just <laughs> so this detective Misumi Kiichiro, uh, who looks like his hair is in a permanent wind tunnel, he is part of a two-part detective partnership, and the other guy looks like a perfect template for anime character, and the dichotomy is. Just jarring. It's like, <laughs> I have never seen two characters where I knew, alright, I knew who to pay attention to and who not to care about at all. I mean, I'm just, let's talk about these girls' designs and their characters for a bit because there's a lot. This show is trying to be a deconstruction of magical girls, and I mean, let's be honest, all the tropes are here. Mm-hmm. You've got the main girl who is just. She, a, a small breeze, pushes her over. She's got permanent bags under her eyes, even in, like, even in the infamous episode 8, which we will discuss later. Yeah, there's a, a quick thing about this show. There is pre-episode 8, episode 8, and then after episode 8. It is, it is BC and AD over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, honestly, honestly as well, too, episode 1 is a tremendous hurdle to just get through it is a gauntlet of misfortune that you are going to have to just run through i was watching it i was watching it originally because i love magical girls i think that's pretty obvious but uh over the course of watching the first episode i was just live reacting to brad and at one (laughs) point i yamarode so hard that brad was like i heard something it was it was like a million voices crying out in pain except it was you because it was it was bad. It was bad, man. That first episode will that first episode doesn't care who you are. It's gonna make you feel bad. We've got 
Yatsumura Siyuno, she's Dio. I'm not... She's got blonde hair. She stops time. She's really obsessed with getting revenge on this one person. She's Dio. She's Dio. <laughs> Basically yes, Dio. Well, she's Dio. She it's stops time. Wants revenge on a one person or a group of... Just Dio. Dio. And she uses knives. Or sort of. Kind of, yeah. I... She, she and Asagiri are a couple... It's really obvious. I've heard they get big old kissies in the manga. They got the hand holding at the uh, in the anime, which is better because you know if you don't put a glove on that finger, you're gonna get something that'll linger. It's called a baby. Two, there's there's two things that go on hands: gloves or rings. <laughs> you don't you don't hold hands before marriage unless you're just a sinner. Gloves are just hand condoms. Ooh, bold take coming from the coming from melancholy and otaku melancholy. <laughs> uh, we've got Nejimine. Nejimine is just the obligatory idol. Like all these garbage shows have to have an idol in them for some reason. Yeah, I am a part-time idol, part-time school, part-time go to school student, part-time, part-time anger issue needed to go to like anger management. Yeah, all these characters. When they get their sticky, when they get and they become a magical girl, have to have some uh, misfortunate catalyst to yeah. make the uh, make magical girls. I say, hey, you sad sack of shit! You're a candidate for a magical girls girl series. Break me off a piece of that misery bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely uh, overdraft after that. You don't need to know why Asagiri is miserable because you, I mean, you experience it in the first episode. Yatsumura just basically her whole family got was was murdered, and the the killer just said, "Hey, you're lonely. I'm gonna come back for you. I'm gonna save you for later." And like, the fear, hey girl, hey girl, you cute. I'll I'll see you in a couple years. <laughs> you too cute to kill you. I don't kill kids. I'm gonna come back. Yeah, Put you in the fridge. I, I never really knew 100 percent if she if he meant. I'll come back to kill you later, or I'll come back to, uh... No. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. We've already got to deal with, as you called him earlier, Persona-esque looking... Oh, looking... yeah. Hi, I'm not going down that train. So, uh... And then, yeah. Nijimi, her misfortune is that... Her, she uh... ran into Shihoi. <laughs> her best... Yeah, her best friend got killed by another supporting character, Shioi. And, uh... She's been pissed off ever since. Oh, and her. Oh, by the way, they all. Have, and we mentioned earlier, they all have stickies. And yeah, uh, Ayas is a Ayas is a as uh, a gun. Siyuno's is a phone, and Neji means are panties, and a, pa- uh, a pair of panties that allow her to order anyone around her at will. This is a cool. Write that down. Write that down because that is a core part of why episode eight will make you just die. Yeah. Oh, and a part of the special usage of their stick is every time they use their stick, it takes away a part of their lifespan. And it's just they got a little, they got a little friendship marker on their wrist, and when it goes away, they're killed. Yeah. Also, very important because it's it's utilized in all the promotional material that I've seen. But whenever they use their guns, they bleed from a certain place. Now. And here's something that bothered me uh, tremendously. Uh, it, so, 
Aya bleeds from her eyes. Suya, uh, Yatsumura bleeds from her mouth. And Neji means, like, <laughs> you don't see where I bleed from, which, which just rustled me to no end. Like, I can't, you can't be just throwing that on me, Neji mean. I'm watching, I'm watching this to have a bad time, and you're giving me an even worse time. Uh, we got Serena. She's a bitch. Yeah. Her, she's, she's, she's the bully. She's the bully who, uh, has, who has like a WWE heel face turn, kind of. Yeah, she straight up goes, I was gonna fight you, Undertaker, but now we join it for the rest of the Mahomania. <laughs> Basically turns into a cage match. It does. It's a cage match on one person. Anyway, she's got a cool neck scar. Her parents just don't care. None of these girls have parents. Either these girls don't have parents or their parents don't care. This is bad parenting, the anime, so it's basically... Pretty much. Uh, Shioi, Shioi was originally Yatsumura's friend, uh, but she decided to turn herself into Sonico for some reason. Her magical uh, stick is a... Well, she is the magical hunter, so she has like a plethora of sticks. So I don't, I don't remember what her actual stick is. I thought it was the pen that did lightning. I'm not sure. Uh, she, I'm gonna be honest. Like, she got a stick that's a camera that lets lets you change your form into whoever you take a picture of. So she decided to change her form into a girl with big boobs. That has pink hair. So she just took a picture of a Sonico game, and the thing was like, I can't do that. Copyright reasons. So here you go. <laughs> Put on some glasses or some shit. IDK. I, I, I think her actual stick was a hammer that was just a powerful fucking hammer. Yeah, I I, I think that was too, but I think it was also something to the effect of that's what triggered uh, Nejimin so bad, was the fact that it was her friend's stick. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, the details are lost. It all blurs together. Yeah. Uh, because I watched it in one powerful sitting and then proceeded to feel awful because I binged another show looking <laughs> at my hands going, what kind of monster am I? Anyways, uh, we got some supporting cast members like Kosami. She's got an eye patch if you're into that. I don't never really discloses what's behind that eye or why she wears it. Her... Her stick is a box cutter. And you, her magical power is that... She gives her, other people AIDS. She, If she cuts her wrist, she can use that blood to heal people by the blood being ingested by mouth. Yep. It is the grossest thing, not just from a sanitation perspective, but from health perspective. It's like, and the, I'm calling the CDC... What makes it even edgier is she said, it's a good thing I was already into cutting. Oh my god, I forgot that. I, 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 I looked at that and I, it's like the Neji me saying, haha, you know, I don't know where I, where I bleed, you don't show from. I, I, I keep saying, I keep, Maho Shoujo site just keeps wanting to show me too much. Yeah. Continuing on with this, this train of characters. We've got Serenji Kiyoharu, who is best girl. She is, depending on if you're reading the My Anime List biography or Amazon, uh, My Anime List says she's a she's a trans woman. Amazon says that she's a crossdresser, <laughs> which is a huge fucking difference. So interpret it as you will. 
I'm I don't want, I am just gonna assume that my anime list is I I don't trust I don't trust Amazon subtitles for a couple of reasons, <laughs> uh, but I'm just gonna call her a trans woman and she is a cute she's a cutie, she's man. Her magical stick is a ring which allows her uh, telepathy pretty much. Yeah, and she she's <laughs> and her. Her misfortune is, of course, being bullied by uh, being discovered as a cross-gender slash transgender. And see, I, Wait, I cross, honestly think... I, cross-dressing, sorry. Cross-dressing slash transgender woman. Yeah, and I think, honestly, that she's a she's transgender just because she was in the girls' restroom. Yeah. You know? That's the hill. That's where I'm That's where I'm putting my encampment at. <laughs> because I, I... I mean, I've gone, I've gone to cons with, you know... I, and I've seen... <laughs> Girl characters in the male's bathroom, and I, I say to myself, I says, oh, that's a guy. Yeah. Cool. Matt, so, let's Matt get 2020, your gender is determined by where you poop and pee. Just poop and pee wherever you want to, you know. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm, that's, that's, that's the official statement I'm laying down. Poop where you want to, pee where you want to. You want to come into my bathroom, that's cool. You want to be whatever you want to be, I'm happy for you. I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in the rain playing your favorite song outside of your house. Uh, please give me them digits, though, so I know where to go. Or don't. <laughs> Actually, don't. Craig, could you just cut my rambling, please? <laughs> I have I have, I have, have just done a Maho Shoujo site and just gave us too much details. Okay, cool. Next. Let's go on to, let's go on to Onisan. Oh uh, no! Let's save him for last. Get the magical girls out of the way, because Onisan's a special case. Onisan is a magical girl in his own right. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll dissect him in episode eight in the lore of episode eight. Yeah. Mm. So we've got Asahi. The, the rest of these girls have like the, you. You know what? Let's be really honest. These girls don't have personalities. Nobody here. Everybody yeah. here is just to be the kind of character they would be in a magical girl. You know, in a magical girl series. Asahi is the pseudo gal. She kind of has gal a gal aesthetic going on. She's she has the personality of just they don't have personalities. Mikari or Izumi Izumi Gamine Izumi Gamine oh. Izumi Gamine <laughs> Mikari. She's the rich girl. She's got curls. There's the girls from the B team have yeah. have cardboard personalities. Okay. Uh, yeah, got, we ha- we this cast can be broken up into A team and B team. A team you got Asagiri, Nijimi, Shiyoi, Serena, kind of, and Yatsumura. And B team is everyone else. Kosame, yeah, Cutter, I mean, Mikami, uh Ringa Sayuki, who's a Yakuza heir. Uh Kyo, who even no matter how good she is, she's still B team. And Asahi, who just is there. Yeah. Asahi does nothing but straight up King Crimson uh Kiyohara at one point. <laughs> just says, I'm about to make you more I'm about to make you more aerodynamic, girlfriend. Yeah. A team has some uh like you can get into them character by character. B team is just a lightning round of who these people are. Yeah, they don't have any tragic backstories. They're just there. Yeah, they're like our misery was pre installed. You don't need to you don't need to ask about it. Yeah. Mikari's yeah, but their sticks are somewhat important because they're actually shown. Uh, we got we got into Kyo and Kosame. Mikari has a broom that lets her fly like a witch. So she goes 
Got full Kiki on it. Super fucking useful there. Uh, Sayuki, the Yakuza girl, has a sword that, as said in the show, makes things harder when you cut them, which, whatever the fuck that means. And I was really hoping over the course, I was just staring at Ringa, and I said, Ringa, please let Brad like you so he can make this joke. <laughs> when he said, it makes things hard when she cuts it, but she doesn't need a sword to do that to me. But <laughs> Ringa decided to just not get the personality and just... Just be older. Just be senpai. She just want. She just wanted. She just wanted to be senpai, and that's all. And finally, Asahi, who has a necklace that enhances her physical abilities, which means she runs fast and punches hard, and that's about it. That it's. They even gave them just bad abilities too. It's just everybody gets a sort of cool, unique. I mean, not really unique. I mean, stopping time. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, mind control panties. I mean, mind control's cool, but yeah, panties. To use it are interesting, panties. I suppose. Panties. So, two, there you care. Yeah. That's the A team and B team. And you have two super supporting characters, like G team. <laughs> Which are Misumi and Naoto, and they're just there to get. Yeah. Misumi, we'll talk the, about. Misumi, the detective, is trying to figure out why shit's exploding when these magical girls are doing their thing. And, and now, Naoto is just there to be the creepy, to be a creepy stalker who doesn't really go anywhere until episode eight, which we will cover soon. In the now, now yeah. we're doing it now. All right, all right. So, so let's just get on to this whole, this, this, this talking about the actual show's story and what's going on because I feel like that's very important. I'm not going to talk about themes because there are no. I, well, you know what? Are I do things? have. I, I do. I, I my big thing about this show was that it started off attempting so hard to be a deconstruction of magical girls trying to do the same sort of the same sort of song and dance that Madoka really did. I mean, obviously there's some core differences, but yeah. overall, I felt that it, try, it was trying to be a deconstruction of magical girls and do the same sort of thing. You know, not all things happy and cheery have to be happy and cheery. I'm I'm manga. I'm mangaka-san, and I, you're mangaka-sensei, and I have an original idea of taking cute and wholesome things and making them edgy. But I felt like, honestly, through the course of this show, it was trying to be a deconstruction of magical girls because it was these girls are miserable. They are not. They get their powers because they are things are not going well. It's not like another magical girl show where a mild inconvenience occurs and now they're magical or something to the extent. It was literally, these girls want to kill themselves. Yeah. And that's how you get your power. So, uh, and so it started off as a deconstruction, really and truly, but the more it went on to the final episode, it eventually became the power of friendship is what's going to make us win these <laughs> fights. And I was just sitting there saying, like, you had, to, you just, you just, you tried to make fun of, you tried to make fun of something, and then you ended up being the something you were making fun of, or trying to, you know, put a fresh spin Fresh spin on. Yeah. And I don't know if it was intentional. It felt it it, it, it felt intentional. I want to give the mangaka credit. But at the same time, it was obvious that there was gonna the, the main girl just could just warp people. She had to have some sort of team up with someone. Yeah. So story dissection. It's really hard to tell uh how it is in the manga. Uh purely because of episode eight. I have no idea if that's in the manga. I I don't know if I want it to be or not, but it's a, it's like two different shows between one through seven and uh, nine through twelve. And I 
I'm going to say something. I'll get in my actual actual content op- opinions, but I actually really like the show. I I didn't want to like the show, but it made me miserable. It made it was a, it hurt so good. It just it kept stabbing me, and I kept saying, "Oh yeah, please harder." Like, do you legitimately and, like it, or do you like it because of how bad it is? I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really honest with you. You Uh-oh. know me. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna lay down the truth. I'm a sucker for anything Maho Shoujo. I think it's obvious at this point. So a dark, edgy deconstruction was gonna be right up my vein, but then it was so awful. <laughs> and just so unaware of where it was, what it was doing, that I, I just, I was just like, I think I, I think I, I think your flaws make me love you, Maho Shoujo site. And Maho Shoujo site just gurgled blood back at me, <laughs> and I said, "That's it." I. <laughs> you told yeah. me how miserable you were when you watched episode one, uh, the first three episodes before I even started. Uh, I was gearing up for something awesome, and I watched the first three episodes and went on to the uh, next four, and I was having a good time at how bad it was, how extreme it was getting to try to like elicit a response of, "Oh, this is horrible." I like. I mean, maybe. Sakes, like there's high school bullying, but these bullies were being straight up evil they stuffed so many razors and pins in her shoes i said you could have just done one let her cut her foot you didn't just have to just cram them in there it's i just like oh now that we're talking about the show can we get to the uh can we get to the senpai uh senpai-san senpai-kun senpai-kun yeah so Throughout uh, episode one, we have Serena, who is the main bully, and two other girls who don't matter. We'll call them the gang. Serena the, and the gang. Ga- Serena and the gang are bullying a- Asagiri as they do. Uh, currently, Serena is like uh, drop kicking on poor Asagiri's neck in the girls' bathroom, saying how she's bored about doing the same old stuff day after day and one of the gang suggested to call uh, Senpai-kun to have a little bit of fun and Senpai-kun arrives and he is this all might looking motherfucker it's like like you know how Jotaro is considered a quote unquote 17 year old there you go yeah and he's just oh my goodness that's, that's, that's part of the problem with Amazon's subtitles too <laughs> His, uh, yeah, so because, again, you know what, you're right about that, like, actual discussion, you're right about that. The first episode is obviously trying to pull out all these just, oh, look how bad. It's just trying to make you want to feel, it's trying to make you miserable, and it worked for me. Yeah. It worked for me. So, so we have Senpai-kun. Uh, his, I, I don't know whose idea it was, if it was his or one of the gangs, but... <laughs> they decide, hey, let's bully this girl by literally raping her. <laughs> and they go on this uh, adventure? It's not an adventure. <laughs> there is no... 
Asagiri is running for her life, and they chase her. They uh, chase her down into the uh, sports shed, which, if you know high school anime, is where the uh, mood times happen. Well, they they get her in the sports shed, and then they're like, they're like, hey, guess what? It's cherry popping time. She gets out of the shed, then she goes to the parking deck where there's this horror montage sequence of them looking for her, and then. When all is safe and they're like, we're going home to go to go bully somebody else. Then Senpai-kun pops out and does that <laughs> on her. And like, wagging his tongue like a, like an actual psychopath. Like, these people are being legitimately evil. I don't know how else to say it. So he pummels her to the ground, unbuckles his pants, and says... Itadakimasu, which sounds bad on its own until you read the Amazon Prime subtitles. He's saying, it's Jaren Poppy time. Yeah. And this whole situation resolved when Asagiri uh, shoots her magic gun and transports them in front of a train where they promptly die. Senpai-kun and one of the girls does. Uh, Serena is still alive and the other uh, gang member is still alive and she... Uh, continues to stay alive through the rest of the show, technically. It's 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 just it's just an attempt to make you uncomfortable because all they kill the cat the, all within the first episode. Oh yeah, they kill Aya's hat, which is what made me just Yamaro like. That's what I I know, and you were in the first time I, I said something about you like, well, they didn't even show the cat. That doesn't matter. They just—it's a cat. They just—they had to just toss it up there like it was ping pong or something. Yeah, it, it's a cat. You can't leave it somewhere. It's—they kill the cat off screen, but still making these characters kill a cat—that's the, these girls have no personality except evil, and, and I can't get over that. And you know what? And it all starts because Aya, like, back, back story time, it's all because Aya didn't say thank you at one point. So there you go. Be be mindful and mannerful, kids. You're going to get bullied, <laughs> apparently. That's what Maho Shoujo site taught me. Be nice. Say thank you all the time, even over stupid things. They literally just corner in the bathroom and say, hey, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you be appreciative? It's It's dumb. It's just... It's it's a train wreck. It's a train wreck. It's like, like this whole di- this whole dynamic between Asagiri and Serena. It's so it's trying to be something, and it's so confusing. Like when they have their big fight, and uh, they're yeah. they're on either sides of a magical wall that's uh, keeping them from hurting each other. And there's this dialogue about Asagiri saying, "Why are you trying to hurt my friends? I just want to have friends and and." such and such and Serena's like if you like friends so much then why'd you kill my friends huh gotcha and I'm just sitting there like because your friends were fucking bullies I mean it's literally just you your friends are gonna rape her do you not understand how this works these characters are like these characters I I don't know who wrote this I don't know why I don't know if they know how I don't I don't know how high school girls work, but I'm a hundred percent certainty that even in Japan, that's not how that works. <laughs> so, anyways, things just escalate. You get the magical hunter arc. It's 
it, it just culminates in they wanted more information about the Tempest, this big, almost apocalyptic event that's going to transpire. So they meet up with these other magical girls through a events of circumstance and coincidence. And the first thing they do after meeting up and showing off their powers is they say, hey guys, we're in a garbage anime, right? Beach episode! It hurts so much. Because episode it, 7 ends with all A-team a team and B-team meeting. And you think, oh, they're going to have a plan. We're going to start the mission. Episode 8 starts up with everyone in their swimsuit in line. It's like, we're at no the beach! Faces. No faces either. It's just saying, look at these chests. Look at these boobs. And, I mean, I'm... I like anime titty as much as the next guy, but I, I, I thought, I thought, but there's several episodes that in between, I was binging this, and in between episodes, I thought I might have missed something, because <laughs> quick little, quick little just dunk on Amazon, Amazon's UI is crap, so I wouldn't have put it past Amazon just to say, you liked episode six, so I'm going to take you to episode nine, Yeah, if you like it so much, so, but yeah, beach episode, and, uh, and like, that Literally, the entire episode is at the beach. Yep. But I can't remember any other beach episodes, but I, I have no idea if beach episodes of other animes took the entire episode at the beach. I They generally do, but it's so out of place, especially after Nejimin finds out that Shioi, or finds Shioi and says, oh, you killed my friend, I hate you. They go to the beach, and they're just all like, <laughs> fun times. I still want to kill you, though. Which and is hilarious because several episodes ago, she, Nijimi was running through the hospital screaming bloody murder, trying to kill uh, an inca- incapacitated Shioi. And, and then now they're just at the beach shooting water guns at each other. Yeah, and just having a a good old times. It's just, it's so... This episode is a roller coaster, too, because this is where Big Brother makes his... Stat hit makes his big move. He goes so. Over the course of the series, they eventually end up. We didn't talk about we didn't talk, we did, we had to focus on some of these just scenes that took Maho Shoujo site to a new level. And one was an episode. I think it was episode five where Shioi decides to enroll at the school that Aya and D- girl Dio are. Yeah, and she pops in. Neji means already there, and <laughs> oh Neji means like, "Oh, it's going down for real." And use tries to use her panties to just straight up have Shioi bite her tongue and kill herself. But Aya and Aya and Girl Dio just pop her down and rip her panties off in the middle of this entire classroom, and it's my dude. That's it's going in the cringe comp for real because I couldn't. I couldn't process it as being. I I just couldn't. And this episode, this entire series, is just full of. Before episode eight, were full of just I couldn't. Episode eight, of course, was the biggest I couldn't. <laughs> so back to back to our regularly scheduled episode eight discussion. So they're on the beach. Uh, Nejimin has had her panties taken away and hidden from her because she's gonna. She wants to kill Shioi, and they need Shioi for yeah. some reason. So. So they have their panties. They're hiding them from Nejimin. She is, at this point, fallen in love with big brother Onisan, who is a straight-up... Onisan is just... He's a hes a bastard. He's 
he just he's just he's just bad. He's just he's just bad. He seemingly on a nightly basis goes to Asagiri's room, ties her up, and beats the ever loving shit out of her. Yeah, so hard that she has to plead with him, don't hit me in the stomach or I won't have my period, which <laughs> enlisted me to research a lot about the female, female biology just because I, I'm not saying that I call Magical Girl Side on everything it says, but yeah, I call every, I, I just can't trust Magical Girl Side with any information. <laughs> so at this point, Nejimin and Big Brother have been operating off screen, or not off screen, but away from these other girls to make a plan to get these panties. And, uh, yeah, Big Brother, Big Brother gets the panties, puts them on, and when the stalker guy finds him and attempts to kill him, Big Brother, in a show of just pure alpha male, takes <laughs> off his pants and presents his very well-endowed package in panties to this man, inches away from his face, com- and just commands him, I am a god. I wear panties. Look at my... It's... it's, And this it's just... It's, there's reaction images all over the place because mm-hmm. he looks so horrified staring at this guy's nutsack. And <laughs> Big Brother's just hand on hips, just a thrust away from... Full contact. Penis. Yeah. And, like, you could say a lot about Big Brother, about him being a straight-up, you know, just being a straight-up asshat. But, I mean, Big Brother's got it packing down there. Yeah. So, bravo for him. And this show is not shy away from showing every angle of his pelvic region. Yeah, you Front, see... Front, back, side, three-quarters angle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's, you get to see, I mean, Big Brother's got it packing because Big Brother, Oni-san's just, Oni-san's just got no butt. He's got no ass. I'm pretty sure there was even a Dutch angle in there somewhere. Yeah, there was. What? A Dutch angle where the camera's like tilted. Oh. Yeah, it's a Dutch. I'm looking at a screenshot right now. It's a Dutch angle shot of his ass with uh, the stalker's eye shown between his thigh gap. Cro- streaming tear and his screaming mouth in horror. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is I the remember most that. Out of context image I've ever seen. You know what? That entire shot, that entire episode was a, ah, oh, was a, was just a, was just a, it was delicious. It was a, it was delectable. Just, just watching everything come together and an awful, it's just. So he kills this guy, makes him walk out to sea, says, "Hey, stab yourself in the heart." And he, the boy, is like a fruit gusher of blood. He just gushes it out. And then Big Brother is like, I did it. I did good. And the entire time, Asagiri is watching. She says, oh no, Big Brother is officially crazy. Walks away <laughs> with girl Dio. And then Big Brother pops his head out from over the uh, over the wall and gives another just mwah, reaction, just face. Big Brother is full of, is full of expressions. Mm-hmm. And it was at this point forward that Big Brother went from a psychotic bully to the bad guy. <laughs> he, the side administrators were trying to be the bad guy, but Big Brother took it from him and said, nah, let me show you how this is done. I'm about to be the worst Onisan in anime history. 
we're in the Big Brother arc now. <laughs> and then Big Brother, after that, decides he's going to spend the episode destroying these girls. And and just like, quick, quick all. But he, I mean, he, he, he marks one of the girls, just straight up kills her. And then he's like, I did it. And then the girls actually manage to remember that, oh, yeah, we can kick his ass. Proceed to do so. And then he is taken away by a mysterious ally. Uh, and then after episode eight, everything just everything just winds down. The The show has just spent all of its energy to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like reviewing it, looking back through. I, I agree with Brad. It's it's just not the same show after episode eight. I cannot remember what they did at the start of episode nine. Or no, episode nine was the uh, boss battle. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it, episode the episode after that was the funeral for a friend, <laughs> where the girls decide to start being friendly and actually team up with each other. It's the Avengers episode. That was where the side administrators decide to start, um, like taking these girls out because they're afraid they're going to mess up the tempest. So they're trying. They're like the uh, mods of a of a Gmod server says. Here, you can have these uh, resource packs. And then the players start abusing them. It's like, alright, time to start banning. <laughs> I mean, that's literally it. It's... So the last three episodes are... Uh, the Magical Girl Gang... Uh, taking the fight... Taking a fight to them. And... The, the Maho Show Squad. <laughs> So they fight three of the main side administrators that we've seen. Uh, one of which is voiced by Kizuna Aides. Ooh. Some nice trivia for you. Mm. And they succeed in, in, they succeed in victory. That's all I'll say. And they kill him. Okay. <laughs> well, they kill him and it's, it, 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 that's when it starts becoming a reconstruction, just a straight-up magical girl show, because they team up with each other, they have fights, they have squabbles, they say, you don't understand me, and then, I do understand you. With friendship, I can understand anything. <laughs> and then they finally team up and beat the bad guys. And that's when I, I I felt it was losing steam, because then it just became a Maho Shoujo. It became a magical girl show with... Yeah. The blood even dropped off at that point, too. The actual... The terrible actions dropped off until the very last episode, last moment. Yeah. It still had your staples, like, bleeding from the eyes and mouth and whatever else. And getting but choked. The... <laughs> this, sh- this guy has got, like, some sort of asphyxiation exfixi- fetish because everybody gets choked. So. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you're right. I, 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 am, an ob- I am very observant. <laughs> so... And getting into the last episode, it's a trip because there's like three endings. There's the ending where, um, over the last episode, when they killed the side administrators, they brought in Yatsumura, girl Dio, who, uh, who died during the fight. They bring her in and say, hey, there's going to be a new side administrator. 
Now kill these girls. Go. And she proceeds to attack these girls. Going back to your Gmod analogy. Hey, you exploited it so bad, we want you in. <laughs> it's... Yeah, and it's it, that's when the and power of friendship comes in. Yeah, it's the only reason that uh, Asagiri won, because she said she transported them with her gun to the beach where... To the beach episode beach. So, and said... Do you remember this, Yatsumura? We said we will come back here again and be happy. Or something yeah, like that. it was something. And then, it was at this point I was officially confirmed that these two were... They were holding hands a lot behind the scenes. Well, I mean, that was the point before when Yatsumura died where she literally says, Asagiri, I love you. Bleh. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was like platonic love. It was like the way I love a good pizza. This is anime. What do you think? I, that's, I, I you know, I, I, I want to give everybody the, be, the the benefit, but maybe she, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I might have not even been looking at my phone. I might have been looking at my phone at the time because at some point I was like, I was like, this is just stealing my time. I need to chill out. But then, oh, <laughs> I'm on the last episode. Cool. So, yeah. So, ending one of three as uh, Asagiri and Yatsumura like parting parting ways having like a it's like that like that scene of Black Panther where uh Black Panther is, is making peace with his dead ancestors and it, it's kind of like that Asagiri is making peace somehow with her dead friend who I is she actually dead I don't, I don't I was never 100% clear on that I will She didn't get revived did she I'm I will report to you later I am currently reading the manga uh there's actually, there's actually a lot of stuff that, or from my reading, there's some stuff that's been trimmed out of the middle of the show. It's a lot more streamlined. Not surprised. Uh, it, it's there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot actually in the manga. There's a lot more build up to this relationship that girl Dio and Asagiri have. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually kind of nice. Kind of nice. Kind of. But I, I, then, I'll, I'll report back to you. I'll put that on your desk. Okay. I'll also just go ahead and tell you how it ends because, like many 12-episode series, this just has a... And the adventure will continue. Probably. Yeah. Season 2 win. So in eps, yeah, ep, ending 3 of 3 has uh, all the girls getting together and saying, Yeah, we beat side administrators. We could beat the rest of them. And then the side administrator is saying... We're not really beaten. And then they get to the catalyst for the Tempest. And her saying, you're all going to suffer. Y'all going y'all gonna to wish you had the misery you had before. I look. I sh- and then yes, episode, ending two of three, which happened in the middle of this episode. Ooh, I'm going to just throw up. Big old. This is this needs to be broken down because this has kind of got a lot of negative. You just go ahead. You, you, this is your. This is your. This is your. This is your party. Yeah. This is. I'm gonna have fun telling this because this is juicy. So if throughout the series the detective guy Misumi has been going around investigating. All the sites where magical magical shit has gone down, mm. and it gets revealed 
that he's actually working for one of the site administrators. And it's also revealed that he is the one who chokes out Big Brother during the boss battle. And that's how all the girls actually win. Mm-hmm. Turns out at the in the scene in episode 12, he has this dungeon where he has a collection of magical girl sticks. And it's it's revealed that one of the side administrators is his sister, which is stupid if you ask me, because the face in that photo is not different from what it is in the show. Yeah. But when it turns around, we find he is talking to a chained-up big brother, like strapped-in bondage style, hanging from the ceiling, fully nude, and... Detective Misumi reaches a, walks around to the other side of Big Brother behind him. Ooh. Strips off his jacket, his tie, his shirt, and caresses him, saying something to the effect of, you know, girls don't run, girls are one thing, but this, this is going to do something else for me. And... It cuts to outside of the dungeon with a shriek from Big Brother that tells you exactly what just happened. (laughs) (sighs) And I'm like, yeah, I guess if you have a villain, it's good to for the audience to see some uh, some comeuppance, some revenge for the characters who have suffered at his hand but this this was just this was unnecessary you don't you don't use rape for that you just snap big brother's neck and it would have been like oh what a serious threat you don't you don't do that because now and i because now i'm just it just it's it's just bad it's just edgy it's like he he it's like the author remembered, oh yeah, that's right, I'm the edgy show. And said, yeah. hmm, right time. And it plays into the bad stereotype from several years ago about the gay man being a rapist. Yeah, and that's, that's not... And it also plays into the trope that is covered by the YouTube channel Pop Culture Detective about how um, a lot of shows use emasculation as a point of comedy. It's like, haha, he's getting raped, it turns him into a girl figure. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's 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 bad. It's kinda what it's magical girls I just can't help but just talk too much. And that entire scene was unnecessary. I don't know if it's gonna play into something later. I'll put that on your desk, but I don't... There's no point in it. The candle blows yeah, out. I hope there's no season two. What'd you say to me? I hope there's no season two. I do. I do. I like the show. I don't want to like the show. It's so bad, it's good. It's yeah. it's it's good animisery. It's not It's not that Arrow Manga Sensei version, brand animisery. Let's just talk. Let's just talk about why the show is so bad. Outside of the obvious... 
everything's got to be just edgy. Everything has got to be the dark version. There's blood coming everywhere. Look at the gore. Look at these. It's just. And the thing about it is that it doesn't even transcend into the kind of edginess to where someone would legitimately like it. Yeah. (laughs) There's There's something with the author. He he's had some problems growing up, but I don't know what. I want to like the. Just want to talk to him. Uh, it's like you, it, if anyone's ever browsed GoGuru, and they found Uh-oh. that one artist who, who's had, Uh-oh. you look through that artist's work and it's like, Uh-oh. like a, every single piece has like something penetrating the stomach cavity of a girl and there's blood spewing out. You have to look at that and wonder what's what's wrong with this guy. Stuff is he okay? That's how I feel with this author. It's like he's he's got he's got some issues. Oh, I'm just this is not this is not the Magical Girl Apocalypse episode. But in Magical Girl Apocalypse, characters just get killed off in ridiculous ways. Heads being blown up, parasites coming from their skulls. It's Ooh, it it's I I. I think he probably kind of likes it in a way. And then somebody said, hey, <laughs> could you maybe actually not? <laughs> and there's, it's just, I can remember only a handful of things from this, the series because it was really just mad to me. I got it because I wanted edgy magical girls. Or, I don't know what I was expecting. But at one point, just a magical girl just gathers up a bunch of people and just drops them just drops them and it's there's it's it's blood there's blood everywhere and i i just i think this guy i think and this, this is this is from apocalypse yeah this is from apocalypse uh, apocalypse is apocalypse is a very special manga it is one of the manga i keep in a box away from my shelf because i don't want people to look at that and say huh <laughs> Plus, I don't want just in the case that anybody actually, for some reason, has a kid in this household. Says, "Oh wow, manga! I'm gonna pick this one because I love magical girls, and I'm not gonna pick up Sailor Moon for some reason." And then picks that up and goes, "Oh, that person's missing a head." <laughs> because that's just what happens. Everybody gets their head blown off, parts of them missing, and it's obvious that magical girls like this. Somebody just said, "We're we're liking we're liking the edge." But could you maybe, just maybe, tone it down just a little bit? And he said, okay, I'll put the edge in the girls. I'll make them sad girls. <laughs> it's, I, 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 I honestly think it's actually a fun, it's a fun watch for me. It's, it, it, I love Magical Girls, and I, I like things that are edgy. I love edgy shows yeah. when it's to the point of humor. And yeah. this show's got it. It's got it, folks. It's it's got it. So, in the spirit of Anna misery, would you say this show has made you miserable? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Like, I cannot, I cannot ascertain the damage that has been done to me. But there has been damage done, because after I got done with this, I said, I says to, I says to Brad, I says, Brad. Can we watch something nice? Or it was more of me saying, I need to watch Lucky Star. 
<laughs> Brad's like, I, right, I got you, fam. It's because I just, it's Joe. Just, it made me miserable. The first episode tested me. It was, it, it was. I'm that kind of person. Like, I'm just, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be that kind of parent who just reacts horribly to everything going oh no oh no because that's all the first ep- first few episodes had me doing was going oh no and yeah it made me miserable it was so bad it was good though Did you were you sad were you miserable i was actually having a good time in the first three episodes just because of how like you said, how edgy it was that it was humorous. And actually in the like four episode four through seven, I was kind of interested because you have all these different parties, like Asigiri and Yasumura, Nijimi, Big Brother. They're all doing their own things and they have their different goals and they're trying to work with each other to attain their attain their own goals and it's like this is actually kind of interesting. And then episode 8 happened and everything changed. I was so mad when I saw that beach episode start that I had to stop and take a break for a couple minutes. And then throughout the rest of the show after that, all I could think about was wishing I was watching something else. Like, uh, I was sitting there wishing I was watching uh, Happy Sugar Life because that's what else I was watching at the time. Which is also edgy, but it does it does a lot more with it. Uh, so, does it? Does it? Well, I haven't finished it yet, so maybe it'll maybe it'll shit the bed. Everybody in that show is a degenerate. There cannot be that many degenerates in that. I just so. Yeah. I don't. This is. But hasn't this show hasn't made me miserable like. Uh, Aramanga Sensei did. I felt Aramanga Sensei was like the gold standard that we just kind of lucked out on, and then nothing else will match it. I don't know. But I wanted when I formed, when what series was formed, it was to be stuff that was miserable and bad and stuff I could just rant and rave and be tremendously upset. But at the end of the day, when we were talking about it and you were talking about how you felt about the show, I just said, "Oh, I kind of liked it." Ashamedly, yeah. ashamedly. It's... But do I? This has not made me miserable like Aramaga Sensei, but I did not have a good time. I, <laughs> if I had to give a recommendation, it would be for, like, if you're with a group of friends and you want to say, "Hey, you want to see this this terribly edgy show," and you watch like the first three episodes, and then maybe that's it. I. I would recommend it if you're a fan of Magical Girls, because it's it's just a magical girl show that's got some identity crises. <laughs> it it just it wants to act like it's a big grown up, and then it just goes back on its old ways, playing in the dollhouse with the magical stickies. I excuse me, sticks stick. I, I keep trying to call it like they call it in the show. It's stick <laughs> stick stick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, like, if you're going to watch a bad anime, you wouldn't use Amazon Prime because then you guys would have to finagle with the UI for, like, half an hour because it's so garbage on no matter what platform you use. Amazon, get your... Sh- I need you 
to get your steaming pile of UI in a box with all your other steaming piles of UI user interface and just put it somewhere else because you are making watching the anime you hold hostage really hard. If anything, Magical Girl Sai opened me up to another wonderful world of anime because now because I had to get Amazon Prime, I can watch Vinland Saga and Babylon and really great shows and can't really do that because I'm watching something else right now. But I, I'll, I'll get there eventually. I'm working my way up there. So overall, what is your score for Maho Shoujo site? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, just look. Yeah. I know what it is, but I just... I'm doing this for dramatic effect. Are you... Yeah, I noticed. Hmm. Hmm. It's a five. Okay. It's... I... I... I had to look inside myself, and I said, Matt, you really like this show, and I can't... I can't help you in the fact that you like this show, you stupid idiot. But (laughs) quality-wise, is this a seven? Because originally I was like, I like it so much, and then my hand stayed for a minute. And I said, no, it's a four. And I looked at myself again and said, nah, it's better than that five. So I give it a five. But the boop, what do you give it? I gave it a four. Oh. There is not, there's nothing redeeming about the show except, there's not even good fan art of Shioi, the only girl I like. I looked on Gilbrew and there's like two pages. The animation, <laughs> that's how I judge a show. I can see that now. <laughs> yeah. The character designs are walking, it's a, it's a candy color assortment of characters. The animation is okay at best. There's not a single song from the show I can remember. Not even the OP or ED. I just remember the ED, the third ED, or the ED for episode three, because it was the kind of ED where I had to just listen for my roommate's uh, footsteps because I couldn't explain what I was watching if they came in and I. Oh yeah, that was when that was the one where uh, they had a pop idol group um, dressed as dogs playing. Yeah. Just. Uh, <laughs> Wonder where those girls are now. Wonder if that's a voice cast. Hmm. I uh, I also found that kind of weird that the ED implemented live action. I never seen that before. It made me visibly sweat. I've never seen it either because Amazon Prime decided to skip to the next episode. Uh, is that possible because Amazon's user interface is garbage? Gave me like four seconds to make a decision. That's not enough time at all. I I had my hand loaded on that back button. I actually liked the ED song a lot. It was kind of, I don't think it was kind of fun, but I I can remember at least bopping a little bit to it. Yeah. What are your closing thoughts on this? Do you think? Do you think you do? do you was it a bad assignment? Oh, from a business perspective, no, because this is good content. I'm not talking but about from... a business perspective. <laughs> this isn't a business. I literally, literally every single time that I have to type up an update, I have to type it three times because I accidentally, because I don't use any punctuation. I'm like, oh, this is on a professional <laughs> account, I guess. It says business. 
Uh, I mean, like, do you think that you think this this was this Anna miserable? Look inside yourself. Look faster. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not good, but it's not miserable. Like, I don't, I don't enjoy my time watching the show, but I didn't hate myself afterwards. Oh. Well, you win some, you lose some. You epically win at some. You kind of just peter out, just like Magical Girl Sight. Yeah. It had the makings of a champ, but it just won. It's not going. It's not going in the Anna Misery Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Aramanga Sensei will just hold that crown as being the worst thing we've watched ever. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you have suggestions, recommendations for Anna Misery or any other show, feel free to inbox it. Slide into our DMs. Hop in the Discord and announce it at everyone. Wake us all up at three in the morning. <laughs> just do it. Do it. See what see what happens to you at three in the morning with Brad with a band hammer ready. <laughs> no, but seriously, all recommendations are appreciated because I really give 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 me give us something that'll break us. Give us something worse than Aramanga Sensei. I yeah. welcome it. Anna misery is like an art. It's not just that a show has to be bad. It's that it has to be it has different aspects like despite how bad it is it's popular or because of how bad it is it could have been something great yeah something along those lines yeah i just this just show kind of petered out i don't re- i don't i don't regret watching it i mean again that mal summary summed you sold you on it so <laughs> fast it yeah. was just every day Haya asagiri dreams of killing herself and you're just like, oh. I see. Could this be it? Oh, ready, 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 ready. I'm loading it up. I'm not, I already have it loaded, but I'm getting in the mood for it. Set the lights. Play some yeah. sensual music. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Play, play that wonderful, that wonderful ED music. This has been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. Catch us every Tuesday and every other Friday on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Basically, check a site. We'll be on it. Usually. Probably. We're gonna. We'll happen. If you like us so much that you want to listen to us after hours, then join our Discord. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Let us influence you on Instagram. Join us this Friday. We're going we're to be talking about the con experience. This time, especially the Comic-Con experience, which is one that we both went to and why we, at different points, probably both sound like crap. We're yeah. both trying to avoid getting the con crud. Until next time, take care. And as Gandhi once said, be the anime you want to see in this world, but make sure that that anime's got a second season, bruh. All right. Everybody take care. You want to say bye? Bye. <laughs> I was gonna say bye. I was waiting for you to finish monologuing, Mom. <laughs> you know, I got, you know, I've always got to pull you up and say, say bye to the people, Brad. <laughs> All right, everybody, take care. God, bate. I'll just 
that wasn't a good Gonbate. Gonbate! Okay, that one was better. Was it? No. It was one. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha